This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. George Michael, he died, um, Lou, you were just saying, that when was that? You said he died on Christmas Day? Yeah, I remember I was at my friend's house during a Christmas party, actually, and... Uh, he died on that day? Somebody, it came up on somebody's phone. I think, oh, you know who told me? Gunzelman. Gunzelman! He texted me yeah. and said, George Michael died, dude. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was in the backyard of my friend's house in Long Island. And I, I went back in and announced it to people, like, and I, but we checked it. Everybody was checking. And I went, George yeah. Michael's dead. Yeah. He was pretty young. How old was uh, George Michael? He was young. Yeah. He was good, too. I liked him. Father he, Figure, great song. And 53. 53. I liked all the Wham stuff. I liked Wham a lot, actually. I liked his solo stuff. It was very Yeah, it was, was good. It was good. He was, he was good. a great performer. He was. Uh, Andrew Giuliani had a major role on this show in 2023 and has been really killing it. I mean, killing it on Fridays. So he's back to date for the last time this year. My man, Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, good morning, pal. How are you? Well, Sid, good morning to you and your audience. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I've i enjoyed being on the show with you here this year. And it's always it's always fun listening to the uh, trials and tribulations of Sid Rosen. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about trials and tribulations, and I know you love me. I know you do. But there's a guy out there you love a little more. And when you say the word trials, that becomes literal. And I'm talking about your dad. Now, your dad was on the show. I know you heard it two days ago. He's on every Tuesday. He is so honest, that son of a bitch. I feel horrible sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, Rudy, just don't even answer these stupid questions. But he does. And he does it uh, without fear because he's the great New Yorker patriot that he is. So I decided not to cover that story out of Georgia when he lost. I didn't cover it. And I haven't mentioned once this morning, not once, and the news is running wild with this, that your dad filed for bankruptcy. But I saved all that because of you. You're his son. You love him. 
And I figure you can make a quick comment on it, and we can move on. So it's been a rough week for your father. Today they say he's filing for bankruptcy. What do you have to say about uh, this whole mess? I'll be very simple. History is going to prove Rudy Giuliani right. I don't know if it's going to take weeks, months, years, decades. But I think when you look what Rudy Giuliani has done, not just over the course of his lifetime, but over the last five years, and what he's actually exposed, the truth that he spoke to power, for power to now come back on Rudy Giuliani in this way, um, it just shows you that when we talk about you know communism being oh, a generation away or maybe a, a, an ocean away, uh, it's right in our front doorstep right now, Sid. And that's why over the next 10 and a half months, what everybody chooses to do, how you decide to participate in this 2024 election – could very well be the difference of our kids reading the critical race theory by or critical theory by uh, Karl Marx uh, as uh, civics or as actual Soviet history. So to me, that's how important this all is. But you know, as a son, I'm extremely proud of my father. Uh, I think when you look at the lessons that he is showing to the nation, uh, to his children. And to his granddaughter, um, this is somebody who is heroic, and this is somebody who in history will go down you know, the way uh, William Wallace may go down it's in some kind of ways because he has no problem actually exposing the real corruption in the United States in New York City, whether it be from this time prosecuting the mob or cleaning up New York and truly making a place that they thought was ungovernable. I mean – not just the, the you know the the blips in crime that we've seen right now, the increases in quality of life crime, which look I think we're on the precipice of something much worse in New York City, but when you look at what actually happened in the late '80s and early '90s in New York, you're talking over 2,000 murders a year for five straight years. Who comes in, Rudy Giuliani, and it turns it into the? This is not just me, by the way. By the rankings, one of the safest couple of large cities in the country. That's what Rudy Giuliani is. That's what he's done, whether it's as mayor, whether it's as Donald Trump's lawyer, or whether it's as somebody who is pointing out the problems with the 2020 election. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you have to sell me and your father. I agree with everything you just said. He is a hero. He's a great patriot. He's a great American. He has been unfairly persecuted because he's a Trump guy, you know, and um that's uh, that's kind of the issue these days is that if, God forbid, you're loyal to Trump, they're going to come get you. I mean, you got attorneys who refuse to work for Donald Trump that love Donald Trump. I mean, look, you got to be somewhere between naive and stupid or agenda-driven or biased not to know what the Colorado courts did this week was unconstitutional, un-American, and downright despicable. But yet, there are lawyers that won't go out there and defend Trump because they're afraid of the backlash. But that's one story. The other one is what I just said. What happened in Colorado this week, A, for the Democrats, it doesn't work. They indict them. Colorado blocks them. And he goes up in the polls. So they're being stupid. I mean, everything they do to try to kill them is not working. But B, what a horrible situation. What Colorado did, Andrew, I've never seen in my life. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it literally is telling... The will of the people, you know, you don't matter. What you think doesn't matter at all. We're going to take matters into our own hands. And that's why I say that communism is on our front doorstep right now, looking at us right through the window. And in some places, it's actually inside the living room because it's not just a matter of the media. It's not just a matter of education being so blatantly 
leftist and a liberal. Now it's in our judiciary. When you look at the amount of lawyers, the amount of judges who have gone through law school, who have had, you know, I guess what you would consider uh, successful legal careers, but legal careers that got them into a place where they are now in judgeships. And you're seeing time and time again, whether it's in Colorado, whether it's in Washington, D.C., whether it's in New York, Los Angeles, you're seeing these judges that are actually political operatives. And this has really started under Obama, started under Eric Garner, when they actually ended up looking and saying, how can we... Eric Holder, yeah. Eric Holder, yeah. Right. Eric Garner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that guy. Eric Eric Holder, exactly. So um, anyway, it's just a... uh, it's it's very sad to see what happened, and, and and I've I've been in a lot of discussions in terms of how do you how do you get this back? Because I understand that there's a that there's a cancer that's I think somewhat metastasized in the United States of America, and I know that there's a feeling at least in conservative circles that are really looking at this problem and trying to figure out that if Trump does get reelected again, and you have the 1420 days ish that that Trump is going to have in office. Um, how do you actually work through these problems that really can be generational problems or take a century to actually fix in those four years? And it's very difficult because there's this feeling to, hey, we need to just completely blow it up. We'll do to them to the other side what they do, they, what they do to us. And, and there is some of that answer where you have to come back and you have to come back hard and you need to make sure that any crime that they've committed that they – ultimately have to sit for those crimes. But the thing that's so important about this is you need to make sure that you actually really, and I know this is cliche, I know Trump says it all the time with draining the swamp, but you need to dismantle this bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. Because I'm telling you, it is growing by the day, by the minute, and their, their objections are anti-American. What we know as American, what we know as the free market, freedom of religion, First Amendment rights, they're anti-American and it needs to go. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to DigitalDollarReport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, the good news is when Donald Trump wins, and he will win, the Iowa caucus now just weeks away, no longer, nine months away, a year away, a lot of time. He's going to win that, and DeSantis is going to go home. And then, you know, I guess, um, what's her name? Nikki will stay around in New Hampshire because she'll do okay there. She'll lose, 
or should do okay, and this is all according to Bill O'Reilly, and then South Carolina comes and it's over. Trump is your candidate, and then he's going to win. He's going to beat Biden, and that means that my friend Andrew Giuliani, like Donald Trump, back in the White House. I know there's a position just waiting for you, Drew. It can't be just playing golf every day with the guy. Well, look, you know, I, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. we got to make sure, first off, that, that, that that's an option, that he does win. And, that, and that's the most important thing, because if he doesn't, then it's a very different country. It's a very different world that, uh, that Grace and your kids and, and all of our kids out there grow up in. So, uh, you know, well, I'll I'm, tell you this. I'm, you know what Danielle said to me last night? She goes, and, and again, you have to understand, Danielle was not a very big Trump fan. You know all this, Andrew. And now she's, she's crazier than me. I mean, she's just nuts. Every two seconds, sending me stories about the left, the left, the left. She said to me last night, if Biden wins, we're moving back to Florida because the United States will be a disaster. But at least, at least a DeSantis Republican governed state will have some solace from the craziness. If Biden wins, you can't stay in New York. It's bad enough with Hochul and Adams. If he wins and Democrats have another four years of life, she's like, we got to go. You know what I said? Fine. Yeah, she's right. I mean, look, look at the proposals that are coming out of Albany. Look at the proposals that are coming down by Chamber Street here in City Hall and what they're actually trying to do. What, look what they've passed, where they're actually passing these veto-proof bills that have said cops basically can't go out and do their job. They're not going to be able to spend the time necessary to be able to go after the criminal, be proactive. Not that they've been proactive the last 10 years. They, their, their hands have been tied behind their back. But this is just time and time and time again when you ultimately take out isolation measures in uh, the correction systems, then you're actually targeting those corrections officers that are working there, that are working hard. That, by the way, when somebody goes into isolation in this day and age in a, in a correction system, in a prison, you're not talking about, well, you know, they, they, might have, uh, they, they might have taken two library books instead of one library <laughs> book, so they're going to throw them in the hole for a day. Yeah. It's because they've got a shiv and they've tried to kill either a fellow inmate or somebody who's, yeah. uh, somebody who's actually uh, an officer there. So it's just crazy when you look at this. And now when you see the $60 billion tax hike that Albany is considering, uh, I have no doubt when you look at the makeup of that legislature that they're going to figure out a way to do an increasing tax hike here in New York. So, look, the answer is we're going to continue to tax New Yorkers out. We're going to continue to make their quality of life worse through these progressive proposals. Uh, And what's going to happen is the rest of the tax base is going to go. That's why I say right now, Sid, New York City, while it's gotten worse, it's gotten 20% worse from where it was at its low point. It's not not 100% worse, not 75%, it's 20% worse. But we're right on the precipice right now. The next 18 months to two years is going to be pivotal in the history of New York, whether this ultimately looks like a Lindsay term and you see crime starting to skyrocket, which I think it really could when you look at the fact that our officers are retiring, the ones that are there, their hands are increasingly tied, and the fact that a lot of our businesses, a lot of our tax base, they're leaving. What are the answers? What are the answers right now long term? I'll tell you who has the answers. Rudy Giuliani has the answers. He's had the answers. He, He came up with problems in the late 90s, came up with answers to these problems in the late 90s that are right there. They're right there for any mayor. They're right there for any city council to actually use them that wants to make New York a better place. And guess what? You don't like the terms stop and frisk? Okay, guess what? There are PR agencies that will out there that, that will help you rebrand them. But don't like our city going to the toilet like it has been. It's, it's, it's terrible. Well, we should have known when the mayor said that uh, Rudy Giuliani, no thanks, 
I want to go back to the David Dinkins days. I mean, you should have known right there we were in for a long couple of years. And and I and I like Eric, but year two, I don't care what he says about jobs or crime or this number, that number. Year two was a complete disaster. So he's got to be happy this year is ending, and uh, hopefully 2024 is better for Eric because if it's better for Eric, it's better for all of us. But I do want to thank you for an amazing uh, 2023 uh, thank you for setting up this uh, also great love affair between me and Steve Bannon. I appreciate that. <laughs> and all the kind words you say to the president about me, too, and specifically what you do here on this show, this station, your beautiful wife, Z, your uh, beautiful daughter, Grace, your great mom, Donna Hanover, your great dad, Woody Giuliani. You're a great kid, Andrew Giuliani, a terrific guy and a dear friend, and I thank you very much. Thank you, Sid. You know, the only problem I had with Trump's speech a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago was not the fact that he mentioned you twice. It's that Danielle didn't get mentioned more than you did. That, that was the only problem. I, I, I thought he would. I thought he would. In fact, when he brought up uh, Ina Vernikov on stage, I thought Danielle was going to be next. But Yeah, you got to watch out. You got to watch you know, out. You know who he did not mention at all during that speech was Lauren Boebert. Not one mention. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. That was, it was, was uh, weird. It was interesting. Yeah, that was weird. I think she was upset. Yeah. Anyway, I love you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I know you'll be filling in for me next week. Thank you for that. And I'll see you in 2024, Handsome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And Merry Christmas to all the listeners out there. And I look forward to talking to you over the next week and the next year. All right. There he is, uh, the great Andrew Giuliani. Does a terrific job on this show every Friday. The- if you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law dot com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.